0: Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt.
0: And your co-host, Allie.
1: We are actually on site in Oxford with a special, special group of people. We're going to go around the horn, and we're going to start with Laura. Laura, you want to introduce yourself again to the guests?
2: Sure, thanks. I'm Laura Friedline, and mm-hmm. I'm a physical therapist. I've been with Oxford Physical Therapy Centers, wow, over twenty wow. years.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, twenty years! That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Laura has um, had patients on our podcast before, and was on a center spotlight. And we're bringing back some special people tonight. You want to introduce the special guest, Laura?
2: Yes. Well, the star of the show the star. is Emma. And um, she came to me, oh gosh, I don't know, a couple months ago maybe now. And um, she's an ice skater. And... Well, first
1: say hi, Emma.
2: Oh, hi. <laughs> Everyone
1: wants to hear who's Emma. <laughs> Emma, tell us about yourself.
3: Well, I've been skating for five years. Um, I'm 13. And for five
1: years? You started when you were eight? Yep. That's cool. Wow. That's pretty good. I know. Good job. And what, where school do you go to?
3: I go to Franklin County Middle School.
1: Okay. And who do you skate for?
3: I skate for Miami University Skating Academy. So
1: there's someone here from Miami Skating Academy that skates kind of helps you a little bit, right? Somebody sitting on your left?
3: Yep. Yeah, it's my coach.
1: Oh, Hi, Coach. Hi. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
4: Um, I'm Cassandra McDonald. I've been the skating director at Gaga Nice Center for working with Miami Skating Academy um, for the last couple of years. And I've been coaching there for over 10 years. Oh, wow. um, but now I strictly just help our synchro skaters um, for the youth, our community programming. Um, and Emma is one of my private lesson skaters as well.
1: So That's awesome. Yeah. And probably the most important and influential person in the room sitting to Emma's right is Emma's mom. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> and how did Emma get into skating?
5: She didn't want to do dance. <laughs> and I saw an ad for I Learn to Skate and we put her in and... Six months in, she was finished with all of it and was taking private lessons. Did
0: you have any experience previously with
5: dancing or skating yourself? No. Oh, awesome. We just wanted her to do something during the wintertime.
0: That's awesome. That's actually like one of the best, I think. My favorite things to watch on TV is ice skating.
4: Especially, did you see it at the Olympics? Nathan Chen, oh, he's my everything. I love him. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome. All those quads.
1: Yeah. Were you watching the Olympics every like turn and no, not so much, Emma. (laughs) That's okay. I don't think a lot of people were so when I'm hearing the ratings weren't so great this year. Yeah. yeah,
0: She's saying that she should be on the Olympics, isn't that right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be tuning in coming up. Soon. Well, back to the story here. So we met everyone. Laura, how did you meet Emma? How did that happen?
2: Well, Emma came in as a patient and we started talking about maybe, you know, what she wanted to do as her goals which we talk with every patient and um, she told me she said well I'm an ice skater and I want to land my double and so she she was having trouble with that her right ankle and her foot was hitting and I don't know all of the details and mechanics (laughs) of that um But we investigated and um, found that she had some decreased range of motion in her right big toe and that her ankle was not as strong and stable, especially on that right side, a little more than the left. And then we just started working on it. And what happened, Emma?
3: I finally am getting to where I can land my doubles, but I'm just checking it out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, I'm proud of you for landing doubles. I mean, I I don't think I could land a jump, not less any kind of twist or anything else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we just had a um, manager's meeting with a nice skating rink that was available to us. And I kid you not, I could not stand on skates worth anything. So I'm just like, that's amazing. 13 years old and you're landing doubles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what prompted you to come to therapy, Emma? Was it on your left, coach, or on your right, mom? (laughs) It was
3: both of them, but at first it was my coach, because we had noticed that I could land clean axles, and then when I would go to do doubles, my ankle would roll, Mm -hmm. and it just kept on happening and happening. It it was not fun.
1: Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Was Was it hurting when it would do that?
3: It didn't hurt. It was just very discouraging. It happened for like two months in a row.
1: Oh, man. That does bum you out when you can't do that. (laughs) So, Cassandra, what were you seeing? I mean...
4: Well, so as she mentioned, she could land some of the basic jumps. They um, mm-hmm. All of her singles were just fine, and a, the jump mechanics when you land, you land toe, ball, and then the glide of the edge, yep. and she would be very up front. So she'd land very heavily on that toe pick, and so there wouldn't be a nice exchange from the toe to the ball to the full foot. Um, it was really the toe pick, and then sometimes she'd have to twist her hips or twist her ankle. Uh, sometimes she could fake a landing. Sometimes it would be just fine, but it wouldn't start at the toe. It would be the ball and the edge. So right. there was the one, two, three mechanic that was being missed. And on singles there's not a lot of extra momentum in the rotation. It's only a 360 in the air. So Mm -hmm. after she learned those a few years ago, she's real strong, real confident on those. Um, And then the axle is something. It's a one and a half rotation jump takes off forward. So it's just a little different in its properties. Uh, She was getting it. It had a little more momentum and force behind it. Um, And she would land, like she said, every time. But every time she would do it, there'd be something that looked like it wasn't as strong as what she could do Mm -hmm. Uh, and then once we started the doubles those jumps rotate two times around in the air and the extra momentum and twist had something to do where once she would hit it's like her blade or her weight couldn't even hold her and Mm -hmm. there's we team teach with another gentleman and he was noticing it looks like it's her hip and I would notice her ankle and Mm -hmm. she would complain of her toe and so all three of us combined kept saying that something is not adding up your alignment over that axis isn't very strong We, we know something's amiss her heel would be almost 90 degrees the other way one time Time. I mean, it would just, all of a sudden, weird things. Um, and as she mentioned, you could tell it would be discouraging. She, yeah. It would impact then the takeoff. So we started with just the landing as the issue. We noticed something. And then now she's adjusting a different part when really she didn't need to. A lot right. of extra work kind of started.
1: Well, it's interesting. You know, we talk a lot about links of the chain, you mm-hmm. know. And sometimes we work with a patient and they might have an ankle problem and we're doing something with their hip. And they're like, yeah. wait a minute, you're looking at the wrong chart. And we're going, no, no, no. We're really... This all is connected. Yeah. So I heard Laura mention when she examined Emma and she was working with her in the clinic, she actually had some decreased range of motion in her toe, right?
2: Yes, correct.
1: Was that feeding into her ankle stability from what you saw? Yeah. What you guys worked I, on?
2: I definitely think so. And once we kind of loosened up that toe, even from that first visit, and Emma felt like she was okay to stretch it, like, yeah, go for it. Stretch yeah. it out and start using it. And um, I think that really helped her start this path mm-hmm. of getting more confidence in being on that foot and the whole foot. I mm-hmm. like how you described that one, two, three, because that's kind of what we do when we walk, too. Yeah. We have those. We have to transition that weight front and back, side to side. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get a little fearful or we just get faulty mechanics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so once we started pushing through that, I think Emma really just took it from there. I mean... We just guide her. She does all the work. <laughs> sure.
1: That's the best part of therapy. We can just point and yell, you know? <laughs> well, how did you guys find Oxford?
5: Well, once Cassie had mentioned to me after uh, practice one night that she thought maybe it was just something more than an inability to do the jumps. Right. Um, I went home and talked to my husband about it over the weekend. And one of my girlfriend's sister is a physical therapist. Okay. so happens that she works here. Yeah. Um, on occasion and so I reached out to her and said do you choose a path of going to an orthopedist right which I don't think it's a bone issue sure. right now or sure. can you go straight to physical therapy and with our insurance I knew that we could go either path I just didn't know which would be the quickest path yeah or the best path and so she said to start at physical therapy and they will guide you and we made an appointment here and she started the week between Christmas and New Year's
0: she's got the right friends
1: I know. I I think I can finally retire as co-host I've, or as host. I've done my job and educated everyone that direct access is out there. This is the final episode. Goodbye. I know. It's so awesome. I mean, you just said exactly what we try. Our listeners better be like screaming from the rooftops out there right now. But we tell everyone every week that they have direct access. And I think this is an awesome case study because you started the week between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. And you said, Laura, first visit or two. You were already noticing differences. Do you think so, Emma? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I finally got the mobility back in my toe, and I used to pick up socks because I was just lazy, (laughs) and I could socks with your toes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I wish my
1: teenagers would pick up socks at all. I don't care (laughs) how—toes, hands, mouths, (laughs) whatever—they don't pick up their rooms. So good for you.
3: After I broke my toe and it rehealed, I couldn't grab socks with my right foot. Mm-hmm. So I would have to use my left foot for everything, which got very annoying. Mm.
1: <laughs> yes. If you can't pick up socks with both feet, that's just a bummer. you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute now. You said you broke your toe. How did you break your toe? <sighs> um,
3: it was kind of a really dumb accident. Oh. I was running down the stairs because I was rushing and yeah. I tripped, but I didn't... Okay. I just caught myself, and my toe got stuck under my foot, and Ouch. it got elongated, and it broke the growth plate in half. Ooh. And then as it broke, the bottom part of the growth plate went down and chipped off a bottom part Goodness of dear. the bone. It was, it was not a pretty break. It's very dramatic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. So did you have to wear, like, a boot or a cast for a while?
3: Yeah, I had to wear a boot. And because I was being me, and I was – I just don't like moving injuries around. Mm-hmm. I had my mom tape my toe, and I think that's part of the inability because mm-hmm. I hadn't bent it in, like, forever. And so when was so. your
1: break? When were you in your boot? How long ago was that? She
5: broke it a year ago, almost the time we started physical therapy. Okay, it was right before, right after New Year's.
1: So I think that's a really interesting thing to point out to listeners out there. You could have an injury in your past, you know, even in your case, a year ago. And now you're trying to do something and you can't quite do what you used to be able to do or your body's not allowing you to do what you want to be able to do. You need a super sleuth like Laura to dig <laughs> in. And we found out that that toe maybe was still stiff, right? Probably had a lot to do with it. So week between Christmas and New Year's, you start therapy. Visitor two, you're already feeling a change. In a direct access pathway, I mean, you were getting better before you might have even had an appointment otherwise. Yeah. Correct. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So were you practicing the whole time, or did you have to take some time off of skating because of your injury?
5: She did take some time off when she broke her toe. She was in a boot for nine weeks, I think, but she was able to return back to skating after four. Okay. And that's just because her skating boot, uh, the orthopedist said, was actually more rigid than her boot that she was in makes sense so if she wasn't in one she could be in the other Mm -hmm. um and then i didn't realize over the course of the year that the range of motion had decreased in her big toe and she never really mentioned it so but this year you've skated pretty much
3: like six days a week yeah every single week (laughs) (laughs) that's dedication
1: how did you feel as you started therapy your confidence level changing when you were skating
3: um it got a lot better i was able to get some of the strength back and i was able to do things i couldn't do before like we do a lot of change of edges on one foot Mm -hmm. and i was able to isolate that movement so it wouldn't adjust my whole body Mm -hmm. and so that's Mm -hmm. helped me with ice dance and moves and synchro it's just helped all throughout and i've gained a little more confidence yeah well, a lot more, but.
1: Was therapy painful for you? Did it hurt?
3: No, it didn't hurt. There were just some things that were like uncomfortable yeah. or like afterwards, I would be sore. Yeah. But it was never painful.
1: Because some people aren't as brave as you and they don't want to <laughs> go to therapy because they think it might hurt. What would you tell them?
3: It it may be sore, but if you put in enough work,
1: mm-hmm. it,
3: it will never hurt. But if you put in enough work, then you'll. Get your goal, and you'll be able to do stuff you weren't even able to do before we got injured or before the problem showed
1: up. Yeah. I don't think I could have said it any better. That's well, pretty that cool. pretty good.
0: We're <laughs> going to save that for our commercial.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Cassandra, what does it mean to you now knowing that, hey, you could have um, someone you're coaching n- unable to do something, not from a coaching standpoint, but maybe they're, like you identified, there's an issue, You just something's just not right. Mm-hmm. Now you know you can send them right to physical therapy.
4: Yeah, I think that's wonderful. I... Um I love the idea that she was so willing to we came to mom and we said hey something isn't quite adding up here I don't think that it's your daughter's inability she says she's a chicken she's not she's a really wonderful (laughs) worker Um, and it's just getting comfortable on that blade but I think that the wonderful thing was that mom took it and ran with it and a lot of times skaters see it as a weakness that they are not strong on both sides and coming to physical therapy off the ice would take away time on the ice right Right. Um, the fear like you had mentioned of like will you be able to continue skating or do you have to take a break? Uh, Emma did ask that first couple of weeks that we don't do some of the jumps right away. Maybe we take a scale back on that and take some time, just focus on strengthening it on skating skills. Um, And we did that. And I think a lot of skaters have that fear of I'm working so hard on jumps. It's now three weeks. If I take time off, all my momentum is going to be gone and I have to start from scratch. What they don't realize is that if you're so imbalanced in your body, you're working twice as hard trying to land this jump with half the tools in your tool belt and so if you can take that time and dedicate it um, to making your skating physical body stronger I think ultimately that will have the rewards there you know we deal, we deal with our time and it's you know and a commitment to as sure. a parent to bring your skater there it's yeah. a financial commitment sure. it's a lot of emotional energy watching them compete watching them fall I mean I I'm the coach and it still breaks my heart uh, when they take hard falls can't imagine. Um, but you know you're investing so much so why would you invest in it going the wrong direction why would you invest six months trying to land this jump when it's something If you spent, you know, an extra month in physical therapy, strengthening, figuring out your imbalances Mm -hmm. and coming back, you can be much stronger, much faster. Um, And so I don't think people know that that's an outlet for them. Um, I really I really don't. I think that watching Emma get stronger is a wonderful marketing tool within our own skating club. But Mm -hmm. more so for skaters to identify if I'm feeling like something isn't quite right, what are my tools and how do I go forward with that? And I think that off ice strength is just as important. We talked about Nathan Chen for a hot second with the Olympics. He doesn't just skate six days a week on the ice. I mean, he's doing also off ice training and body awareness exercises and and all of the above. And so you have to look at the athlete as the holistic picture. It's not just what she can do on the ice. And so I'm all for it. And now that we know you're here and you work wonders so fast, (laughs) we'll have a whole army coming for you.
1: (laughs) Well, I think the interesting thing is that, um, you know, skaters are Like a lot of other athletes we work with, you know, with runners or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, anyone out there who's competing, they have that competitive edge and they don't want to stop. Yeah. And I think what we try to really educate them about is seek care sooner because Mm -hmm. in Emma's case, let's say she doesn't get help and she continues to try to jump and does turn her ankle and sustain an injury, you know, to a ligament or to a tendon. All of a sudden now you're dealing with immobilizations and Mm -hmm. things like that, that could take months to heal. And so um, I think that would be a big nugget in Emma's story is getting care early, um, almost mm-hmm. from a preventative standpoint and a proactive standpoint, probably kept her from sustaining, not only performing better and being able to have confidence and do her jumps, but probably kept her from sustaining an injury yeah. down the road. So Absolutely. and I think as uh, as a middle school athlete, you know, sometimes they don't have those resources, those advantages. You have to, and I commend you because you have to be an advocate as a parent and say, hey, you know, my middle schooler needs, they're, they're competing just as hard and just as much as sometimes high schoolers and college athletes. Mm-hmm. They're practicing as long, they're doing mm-hmm. as much, and we need to make sure they're getting good medical attention too. Yeah. So, Laura, any clinical nuggets that you want to throw out there about Emma's ankle? Any special things you did with, with her that you can remember?
2: Um, well. For sure, range of motion. So mm-hmm. we made sure that her toe worked. There's some great mobilizations that we worked on with that.
1: So our um, hands-on manual therapy. Yes. We've talked a lot about that uh, yeah. on our episodes. So
2: um, And working her calf muscles out. But we also then picked apart some of the different muscles that are in the lower leg. And one thing was um, the calf muscle in the back of the leg. Mm-hmm people think about that as just your gastrocnemius the big mm-hmm. one there's a little muscle called the soleus which is a little bit lower and you work that one actually not standing mm. as much going up on your tippy toes but sitting and going up on your tippy toes and we put a band around her and yeah and she was like what she's, you know she's sweating she's sweating yeah. again
1: i don't know she's <laughs> just reliving like <laughs> it <laughs> no, i'm just kidding emma
2: <laughs> so um yeah we woke up that soleus a little bit and um and a great toe flexors we worked on that and we used a lot of reformer um i really like the reformer um that is a pilates Yeah, so for our listeners,
1: it's a a Pilates machine. Mm It allows you to be unweighted. You're lying down, and there's different levels of resistance and exercises we can do, but um, provides an environment of taking gravity out of the picture so you can, like Laura said, really isolate and zero in on some things.
2: Yeah, and it is used a lot for dancers. Mm -hmm. Um, And Emma, you're dancing on the ice. I mean, really, that's what you are doing. Even though you didn't like dance, as your mom says. But this is a form of dance, a beautiful form of dance, but it is different when you're sliding around on the ice. But there are still some components that are similar. And so when we did all those different positions on the bar in on the reformer, that was tapping into some of those same muscles that I think you use quite a bit there, too. And it kind of tricks your body into activating them, which I really like.
1: Well, I love what I'm hearing in in Laura's clinical side because she dug in and isolated figured out in Emma the two or three things that we really needed to work on. And then we always talk on the on the podcast about using our hands as part of it, but using the exercises the other half. And we use both components here with Emma to really get you over the hump. So I really, really appreciate you guys taking time and being on. Is there any parting words you want to share with our audience?
0: Emma, when's your next competition?
3: Um, well, I'm testing tomorrow. Okay. There's a big test session coming up, but... My next competition, I'm hoping to shoot for April. Okay. So. Are you confident? Yeah, I'm confident. That a girl.
0: will we can't wait to hear how it goes. Well,
2: we're
1: looking, we'll be rooting for you. We'll be looking for you on the Olympics coming up, right? Yeah, <laughs> 2020. Are we That's right. 35. Well, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us everybody. Bye-bye. <music>
0: Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a B visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving.